Miami just got a new commit and a flip on Louisville week. The Hurricanes flipped this man from the Ville to the 305. Alabama sack leader Cole McConathy. Welcome to the U. You are locked on Canes, your daily podcast on the Miami Hurricanes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. I am Alex Dono, your host. I'm a University of Miami alumnus, longtime South Florida sports radio vet and contributor to allhurricanes.com. Thank you so much for making Locked on Canes your first listen today. We are available free wherever you get your podcasts and available free on YouTube to the everydayers. We love you guys. Talking some recruiting on this episode. And when our dude, the recruiting overlord, <laughs> Brian Smith, joins us, you already know he's brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. That's why LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. Terms and conditions apply. So, you know, up until right before it happened, this one caught me by surprise, Brian, uh, Miami has been stacking the edge rushers in this class of 2024. And the timing is crazy because Miami's about to play Louisville in a couple days and they flip a Louisville commit uh, to Miami. Yeah. Cole McConathy, six foot five, 235 pound edge from Spanish Fort, Alabama. And he happens to be the sack leader in that state right now, Brian. He's put up 19 sacks, 30 TFL in his senior year. What have you seen from this young man on tape? Somebody's been coaching him on all kinds of things. I wrote about this yesterday and a little bit more this morning at, at All Hurricanes. He can play stand-up edge. He can play over an offensive lineman. Whatever it is, his first step is tremendous. He uses his hands well. He's got a bevy of moves. He's a little bit more advanced than what you would normally think. You just throw on film with somebody. And I'm sure Louisville was like, boy, I hope nobody else comes along and really gets after this kid. And obviously, the I ironic part is they play Miami this week, but Miami's getting a player that can help him in a variety of ways. He can play outside linebacker and cover. I was surprised at how well he could turn and run, too. So Miami's getting a versatile defender, one that's very physical. Uh, I went and on his Twitter page and looked at some of his highlights from like working out and stuff. He's got an excellent vertical. This is the kind of guy you can build your edge defense around. And uh, Hey, versatility is great too. I I'm, I'm very excited for this young man. And Lance Gidry knows how to use edge guys. I think we know that now too. Now he is a, right now he's a three-star player. So I know the three-star brigade is going to come out and be like, that's three-star Mario. He's at it again. Why can't we get any four stars or five? Where are the defensive tackles? We got another edge rusher. Uh, in, in this case with McConathy, uh, I've been studying a lot about him over the last 12 <laughs> hours or so, Brian. Seems to me like a lot of folks think he could get a fourth star before the cycle is said and done. Probably because I should. Think I think in his case, he's a late bloomer, right? Because a lot of the scouting that's been done to him through this point has been through the junior year, but he's really kind of burst onto the scene in the senior year. So I think more evaluation is necessary to give him his full, you know, full bevy of stars. That's part of the deal, man. Most evaluations are done before the senior year anymore. And he, he lives just outside of Mobile. Not that many people, believe it or not, scout that area. Uh, John Garcia, somebody you know well, and I do too, 
we talk about that all the time, but Alabama recruits their hard. Georgia does. So that kind of tells you all you really need to know. Yeah. And he just plays really well against anybody he goes up against. So Spanish Fort's a good program. They've got good coaching. And I can tell he's put in the work. Like this guy's shredded. He knows what he's doing on the field as a linebacker and edge. I bet he plays pretty early too, because they'll find a way to get him on the field because his for his versatility. They might use him in a 3-3-5 package as an outside linebacker that drops. There's all kinds of ways to get him on the field. I don't care what his rating is, honestly. Miami got a good football player. Yeah, I was reading a story about McConathy's recruitment. Um, this was posted by Gabby Yerudia at Inside the U. And this story just outlines how important relationships are when it comes to right. recruiting. So one, one of the people that Miami has to thank for McConathy becoming a Hurricanes commit is former NFL quarterback Phillip Rivers. You're thinking, what does he have to do with Miami? So Philip Rivers is a high school coach in Alabama right now. And Mr. Rivers has a great relationship with Todd Stroud, who's on Miami's staff, because Stroud was on the North Carolina State staff back when uh, when Rivers was recruited to NC State. They've kept a great relationship. So Rivers actually coached against Spanish Fort, McConathy's team, he saw how good Cole looked in that game, and he eventually gets on the phone with Coach Stroud at Miami. He's like, you guys have to recruit this kid that my team just went up against. And that was that was what got the wheels in motion with Miami kind of getting Cole McConathy on their radar. So it's like crazy stories sometimes, Brian. But, you know, all these coaches, especially guys who have been around uh, around a long time like Coach Stroud, they have relationships with so many different people. The networking aspect is so big in recruiting. It's amazing, isn't it? If you're good to people, people are good to you. Uh, that's kind of an old saying. Well, here's a great example of that. And and good for Miami on kind of landing one from a weird angle. I mean, that's yeah. need a little luck once in a while, man. I think it's a great story, though. Phillip Rivers, obviously, one of the greatest quarterbacks of the last 25 years. For him to help a team that he probably didn't even think anything about is, is ironic, but it's again, it's relationships. We talk about that all the time on this show with recruiting the coach. Well, this time it's coach to coach. This happens a lot. If somebody has come full at a spot, but they see a kid, they'll often call a coach at another school and be like, Hey, I know you guys still need another receiver, another offensive tackle. Take a look at this kid. And this is similar. So McConaughey's headed to the U and Miami gets a very good player. And this is a big recruiting weekend coming up for Miami. Final home game of the year. So you know the recruiting section is going to be stacked. You've got some important players who are still uncommitted. And even players who are committed to other schools are going to be down at the Louisville game this Saturday at noon. So a very, very important recruiting weekend coming up for the Canes. We're going to talk more about it because... L.J. McRae, remember him? He is committed to Florida, but he is visiting this weekend. His high school teammate, Zay Mincy, is visiting this weekend. We're going to talk about them and so much more with our recruiting expert, Brian Smith, who also happens to be my colleague at allhurricanes.com. We're only getting started. You want to keep it locked right here to Locked on Canes. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. You add your job in the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. 
Guys, it's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. That's linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. It's time now for our game changer of the week brought to you by Athletic Brewing Company. Tyler Van Dyke, he's back. He's Miami's QB1 again, and we'll talk about it a little bit. Um, I was on his media conference call yesterday. I was impressed by Van Dyke's demeanor, his attitude. It seems like he's in the right headspace for this week. I hope that translates onto the field because Miami's going to need a good performance at quarterback this week to beat a top 10 team. Much like Tyler Van Dyke, Athletic Brewing Company has completely changed the non-alcoholic beer game. They make non-alcoholic beers that actually taste good. Guys, Athletic Brewing Company, their brews are so great tasting. They're also award-winning. They beat out full-strength beers in global competitions. They brew over 50 styles of craft non-alcoholic beer, including IPAs, Golden Sours, and so much more. No hangovers ever, which is a plus. You can find Athletic Brewing Company's non-alcoholic brews at a store near you or buy online at athleticbrewing.com. First-time customers can use code Locked On to get 15% off your first online order. That's our code Locked On, all one word at checkout for 15% off at athleticbrewing.com. Near beer, exclusions and conditions apply. Athletic Brewing Company, fit for all times. Thank you so much for making Locked On Canes your first listen today. For the everydayers, if you want to take your everydayer experience to the next level, be sure to sign up for our exclusive SMS texting service, Locked On Canes Insiders. We were talking about Cole McConathy last night. We give you guys recruiting scoops, show previews, one-on-one questions and answers on there. You can try it free for 14 days. Click the link in the show description below to join Locked On Canes Insiders. If you like it, you can opt in for $4.99 a month. We give you a lot of added value on there. So uh, we will circle back to Tyler Van Dyke and the matchup with Louisville, but I want to stay on recruiting here for a few moments with Brian Smith. So, you know, Brian, uh, I mentioned a couple of the high-profile visitors this weekend, four-star defensive back Zay Mincy, who still is uh, uncommitted from mainland high school in Daytona Beach. His teammate, LJ McCray, five-star defensive tackle. We know how Miami, how much they would love to have a player like that. He's verbally committed to Florida, but he is visiting this weekend. Now, I have noticed Florida's been losing some, some commits in recent days. I don't know what the level of panic is there right now, but you know, any anything on McCray and Mincy who are visiting this weekend? I haven't heard much about Mincy. I asked somebody close to Florida about it. They felt good about him is what I was told, but that's what I heard about McCray. And then I talked to somebody else and Auburn thinks that they're going to flip him. Really? So I, you know, so like it's, everybody has a different opinion about the McCray situation. So I'm pretty hands off on figuring out where he's going. Mincy hasn't really talked to anybody recently and there are multiple schools interested in him. Obviously he's very talented corner. I have no idea, man, but Miami's got as good a chance as anybody. They're getting one of the last visits. I just find it interesting that multiple people think they're getting him, which coaches generally always think they're getting. The, that's just the nature of the beast. And that's where these contacts usually get their info. So why not Miami? Um, yeah. LJ wouldn't be the first guy to jump off the ship. Boy, Florida's recruiting class is taking on water, brother. They are getting hammered. So I, I don't know if that's going to be a firing situation this year. I doubt it. 
but the recruits aren't happy. And they just gave up 700 yards to Louisville or to mm, LSU. I mean, LSU, yeah. I mean, oof. defensive players see that and they're like, man, I don't want to be a part of that. So they've lost a couple of key D linemen. This, this could be interesting because uh, Miami's defense, one thing they do is they get, they get after it. They're number seven in the country when it comes to rush defense. Their sacks are top 10. They got 33 of them. It's easy to sell. So, and then playing time is certainly available at corner. They need, they need help there. So they got something for Zay Mincy as well. Big picture wise, you know, you talk about Florida having a really tough season, losing a lot of commits, uh, you know, Miami not having as tough of a season, but the Hurricanes have had some, they've had some bad losses this year. You know, there's still two games left on the schedule, which can kind of, you know, determine whether this was a successful or not so successful season, but I mean, how how has Miami been doing, Brian, overall on the recruiting trail? I mean, obviously, a, a few weeks ago, they they lost uh, Armando Blunt to Florida State. Other than that, you know, we haven't really seen any to any flips or decommits. We're watching certain players like Chance Robinson, who's there's some smoke for Ohio State there. But um, Miami's done an OK job to this point, keeping most of their guys on board. Um, do, do you feel kind of pretty good about the way Miami's trending or, or could this get uh, worse depending on how the next couple weeks go? The next two weeks are important, especially with South Florida kids. They're more fickle. Yeah. Winning means more to South Florida. Like they're, they're more short-sighted. That's just the way that kind of works. But overall, first thing, this staff, as I've said many times, they're not going to be outworked. So if a kid weaves, it is what it is. Um, on-field performance is part of that, though. I mean, you you want to go to a program that's trending in the direction of up. Miami is only 6-4 right now. They should probably be 8-2, and two, yeah. something like that. They just they, they have failed in a couple opportunities, and it, it's hurt them, but it's not because of the effort. So that's why I'm not as hard on them about it. But I also think this is a borderline top-10 class. And quite frankly, like McConaughey we talked about earlier, he's not ranked where he should be yet. Miami's doing really good at the edge spot. They've got good guys committed a corner, et cetera. They're getting kids that they need. But at the same time, you always want more. And they need that defensive tackle guy to elevate their class. So that's why LJ is so important. But overall, yeah, I mean, it's a good class. I think Mario and his staff are headed in the right direction. Now how do you finish? They need yeah. another splash recruit, probably on both sides of the ball, and not lose anybody. That's a hard ask, but that's recruiting. Speaking of not losing anybody, uh, you and I, we've spoken a lot in recent weeks about Chance Robinson. My understanding is Chance, four-star receiver out of St. Thomas, who's verbally committed to Miami. But Ohio State's given him a lot to think about, Brian. And kind of the understanding is he's going to make his final decision on Monday, whether he sticks with Miami or flips to Ohio State. You hearing anything there? I, I do have some confidence that he's going to stick with Miami. Do you agree or how worried should Hurricanes fans be? Well, first things first, I don't know why it's Monday, and, and I hope that's a dead, you know, drop dead date, but there's just no drop dead dates with South Florida kids. So I don't put a lot of stock yeah. in the Monday. I'm, yeah. I'm sorry. And I know Chance is a good <laughs> kid, but and when, once he signs, I'll believe that's, yeah. he told me right after he committed, he was going to take his visits. Now I can, that's just the way it is. So I'd imagine that Miami's the favorite, but at the same time, like I get it with Ohio State, man. It's the same reason Jeremiah committed, and Jeremiah and him are pretty good friends. So I'd say it's a 50-50 kind of deal if he's like to that, and it's going to come down to whether or not he comes to the game this weekend, how it goes. I wouldn't touch that with a 10-foot pole. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, so Miami has a, a Broyles Award semifinalist, Brian. The Broyles Award is given annually to the top assistant coach in college football and Lance Gidry, who I definitely deserves to be in that conversation, Miami's defensive coordinator. Uh, not only has Miami's defense been, you know, top 25 or better in most every category. I know passing defense, they're in the 60s, but they make up for that with basically every other category. They're top seven in rushing. Uh, and I, I think Gidry's done a remarkable job, not only, Brian, just kind of flipping the script from last year because Miami's defense was a liability in so many ways and with much of the same personnel with some important additions like, you know, Kiko Mauinoa and Ruben Bain. He's been able to flip the script uh, and also being able to really get strong front line play, front seven play, despite so many injuries to the defensive line this year. And he always gives offensive coordinators something to think about because his uh, his defenses tend to be very exotic. So um, you, your takeaways on Gidry, I don't know if he's going to win the award or not, because I noticed they tend to favor offensive coaches with the Broyles Award, but having him in that conversation is nice. Well, first thing, you're right about the exotic, but here's the key to it. Usually, like look at Ohio State last year. Their defense is pretty complex. They struggled with it as players. Yeah. Part of that's on the players themselves, but Miami, they've picked it up in year one. Part of that's got to go with Gidry and the Miami Hurricanes defensive staff finding a way to run all these different blitzes and do all these different things and executing at a high level. Year one, that's hard. Miami, yeah, they've got some experienced players, but it's still a new scheme. That's difficult. So that was probably the most impressive thing to me. And it was, it was my major concern with him coming in. I knew that they did all kinds of stuff at Marshall, but they, you know, the last year's Marshall team, that wasn't his first year there. And they, they went all the way through that season, just running different stuff every week and causing problems. Well, Miami's kind of doing that now too. And look, look, we knew Maui Go was going to be good, but like he's as good a blitzer as there is in college football. And he's a middle linebacker. That's scheme. I don't see any reason why he shouldn't be one of the five or so finalists because name a defense that's come as far as Miami's in one year, especially with the scheme getting put in just this spring. It's amazing. So when we come back, uh, I want to dive a little bit deeper into Miami's matchup with Louisville. Uh, man, I, I, I got to double check that number this morning here on FanDuel because as of yesterday afternoon, the Hurricanes became favorites in the game. They went from point and a half underdogs to half a point favorites. So clearly somebody in Vegas thinks Miami's got a good shot to take care of business at home, and they're going to have to do that with Tyler Van Dyke back under center. So you want to keep it locked right here to Locked on Canes. I know you're keeping it locked to prize picks all football season long. Prize picks is the largest daily fantasy sports platform in North America. The easiest and most exciting way to play DFS. It's just you against the numbers, guys. Instead of battling thousands of other players, including pros and sharks, you just pick more or less than on two to six player stat projections, and then you watch the winnings roll in. Guys, you can win 25x your money. You can turn 10 bucks into 250 bucks with just a couple of clicks, guys. And what I love about prize picks most of all is the new reboot policy. They offer this reboot policy so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. For football and basketball games, if you have a player who exits the game in the first half and does not return in the second, that player is rebooted. Prize picks is the only daily fantasy sports platform with an injury insurance policy. So, guys, you have to check this out. You just make two to six selections. It takes you under 60 seconds, and you can win real money. Go to prizepicks.com slash college and use our code 
Locked On College for a first deposit match up to 100 bucks. Prize Picks truly is daily fantasy made easy. Thank you so much for making Locked On Canes your first listen today. Guys, I hope you're checking out Locked On Sports today. Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. All right, Brian, this matchup with Louisville, um, both of these teams, uh, they they love to run the football and stop the run. Uh, I think they're pretty similar. A couple of the differences have been uh, Louisville's quarterback has taken care of the football a lot better than Miami's quarterback has uh, when it comes to Jack Plummer, who's, who's done a really good job kind of being a, a game manager and then some for Louisville this year. Uh, Miami's had their turnover issues. You know, Louisville's also had a little bit of a little bit of a softer schedule than Miami this year. So maybe if a couple of bounces had gone Miami's way, we could be looking at eight and two versus nine and one instead of six and four versus nine and one this week. But uh, let, let's start. I don't know why my voice just cracked there this week. Well, let, let's start with the quarterbacking for Miami, though, Brian. Um, it's been a roller coaster for Tyler Van Dyke this week. What does he have to do to put on a good performance against a tough Louisville defense? Not throw the ball to the other team. I mean, everybody's just playing zone defense against him yeah. and trying to make him earn his way down the field. He's very good against man, and he's got some man beaters out there with the receiving corpse Miami has. But Louisville's defense is good. I was just looking it up. They're right behind Miami in rush and sacks. They've got 27 sacks. Miami has 33. They give up 91 yards on the ground. Miami gives up 86. These are two of the best defenses in the country. It'll be interesting up front to make sure that, you know, Van Dyke has time. I don't care who you are. You need time to pass. Louisville gets after it. I mean, they smashed Notre Dame. They played really good against several other teams down the stretch, and they've been pretty consistent. I'm curious to see if they try to throw in just some more cover, cloud, just old school like Penn State style defense, drop eight, because Van Dyke hasn't been good against that. But the other thing is, how and which guys will it be that run the football? Miami, do they get Henry Parrish back, and is he completely healthy? That matters a lot. Yeah. I mean, I, I love Fletcher, but having that nice balance, different kinds of running backs, A.J. Allen. So all those pieces around him are going to have to help because he needs to get his confidence back in actual game competition. I know you talked about earlier him at the press conference, but I need to see that on the side. Like when I'm on the field, if I send you a text, it's not a good sign during the game. No, <laughs> I dread those. Good... When, when I see when I see Brian Smith pop up on my phone during a game, I'm like, uh oh, what is that? <laughs> not good. Yeah, but if, if he's if he's able to play from you know second down and four, second and five, yeah. life is much easier. You know, if it's second and nine, good Tyler, bad Tyler, it's just not a good situation. So he'll be okay if they can get him in some decent situations there early. But I think I think Louisville is going to gang up at the line of scrimmage too. So what do you think? I mean, do you think Louisville is just going to come after him? What do you, what do you think? Um, I, I think they should, they should pretty consistently drop eight into coverage and, hope, and you know, you know, r r rush that's three, I would do. drop eight into that. That's honestly what I would do. Uh, Cause, and, and, you know, I think they've got, they've got a, a good enough defense that they're not going to get completely gashed by Miami's running game. 
so I, I think that's how I would approach it. Uh, by the way, I was just double checking uh, the fan duel odds. Louisville is favored again, by the way. So this is, you know, apparently it's been a roller coaster with the numbers. Louisville minus one and a half, Miami plus one and a half. So uh, the Louisville is favored again. Uh, defensively for Miami, Brian, uh, do, do you think you try to to really stop the run and kind of force Jack Plummer to beat you? Is that how Miami should approach this? I would say yes for two reasons. Number one, Jordan, their stud running back, has been banged up some. Yeah. He's had a hamstring. And as we all know, those those just don't heal during a season completely. However, and I was looking at this a couple of days ago. This is incredible. His backup the last two games has averaged over 13 and over 15 yards carry. That, that's Yeah, I know. And I'm like, and he's wow. 6'1", 225. It's a big guy. He's like Fletcher. Yeah. Wow. So they're blocking pretty well up front. Miami cannot take anybody for granted, no matter who it is in the backfield. And if Plummer, I mean, he's an experienced quarterback. If he's in second and four, just like anybody else, that's a problem. But uh, I would rather Plummer beat me than the running game. And that's pretty much how Guidry has approached this season. And they give up 86 yards. Look, Miami's rush defense is legit. They stifled Florida State. What was it, 57 yards they gave up last week, Alex? I mean, they're really good, even though they've had the injuries. Like, that, that just brings up the one question. If Leonard Taylor doesn't play, and I don't have any idea what's going on there, that changes Miami's defense. They don't have yeah. a guy like him. So that'll be interesting. Do they use Bain more inside, which takes away from the pass rush, but you might stuffle, you know, stuff the run a little more? Those are questions that we won't know until they warm up. We know Mario's not going to give out any info. So I'm curious to see what they do against the run because if, if they can't slow that down, then plumbers using play action, then that's bad news bears. I hear you. Great stuff as always. Brian Smith, you can check him out on X at FB Scout underscore Florida. Check out his work at allhurricanes.com. I write for all hurricanes as well. So if you're a fan of Locked on Canes and you're you're into it, you should be checking out allhurricanes.com every single day as well. Brian, I appreciate your time. Have an awesome rest of your day. Thank you very much, sir. Great stuff by the recruiting overlord, Brian Smith. We will talk to everyone again tomorrow on another episode of Locked on Canes. We are part of the awesome Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day.